This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the family with special guests. Love Fur, Steve London, Andy Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Oh, they're in town tonight, aren't they? I'm going. Are you going to the Who tonight? Oh, yeah. Tell Roger Daltrey I said hello. I will. <clears throat> Just go right and say hello. Yeah. Hey, Roger. Tom says hi. No, he's a good guy, actually. I love the Who. Yeah, Who's a good band. They are definitely a good band. So we're talking about the world and how life is. I got I to give you an example of what we're talking about well, off the air, ladies and gentlemen. We're just talking about how 
I mean, if you don't mind talking about that on the show. Oh, I no, I'd love to. The, the, the word misogynist came up, and I just wanted to make sure that was cool with you before I brought it up again. But you have tons of, most of your fans are women. Yeah, probably about 90%. So how can you be misogynist if women love you? Well, so you that's, can hate women and they love you for it? Yeah, well, the thing is, like, uh, I think that a lot of times, you know, men just aren't honest with women. And uh, like I think in my generation, especially like as a 22 year old guy, so like kids today are they're I feel like they're softer than the past generations. Like these guys aren't walking up to women in bars. They're not like putting no. themselves out there, really? facing rejection. There's none of that. So it's all going through the cell phone. It's all very non personal interactions. Yeah, yeah. And as a result, people are more closed off and they're more sheltered and they're afraid of really being vulnerable. And like when you come up that way, you actually don't respect women because there's. I agree. There's a fear, and it's like, oh, what if she rejects me? And then they get rejected, and they don't handle it well. And it's like, no, if you have a son, like, you should raise him to be like, okay, like, you know, you should respect women. That just goes without saying. You should always be protective. But at the same time, like, you can't be afraid. You can't, like, just speak to them only through a cell phone screen. You got to put yourself out there. Like, there's just certain responsibilities of being a man, and there's also certain responsibilities of being a woman. And it's like... For me, I like to speak honestly about those differences and responsibilities because this new wave of everybody going, we're exactly the same, and if you don't agree with me, you're fired. It's like there's a humans are so complicated and complex. Like there's worlds in between that, you know. We're not all the same. I mean, I'm glad you've recognized that at 22 years old, you've recognized we're not all the same. They can keep talking all they want. Yeah. Um, you know, example I always use there, and it's it's a fact that seventy percent of people on Earth cannot think beyond the level of a twelve year old. Yeah, they are not like you. Right. You know, they're you know it doesn't mean they're worse than you or you're better than them. That's not what I mean at all. But right. we're not alike. Yeah. No. Not at all. It's like, and also even so, a lot of times, like even the most boring people you ever meet, like deep down they have a certain story, uh-huh. something they yeah. went through yeah. that if you heard it, you'd be like, holy shit! Why aren't you telling people this? Yeah. Like, why are we talking yeah. about your day job? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it's like all that stuff gets held inside, and then the people who, and now they come after comedians, like a. Chappelle. They're going after Chappelle now. It's insane. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) But the thing, too, is like, it's also kind of all fake in a way. It is. Because when they're like, when they say, oh, they're coming after this and that, it's like, if you just ignore it for a week and then you realize, oh, it's like Vice and one other media company that's going to be out of business in a year, that's like just, they realize that if they make controversy, they're going to make more clicks. They're going to get more money, more advertising. So that's all they try to do. There's no more journalism. Everybody's copying, pasting shit and going, oh, we should be upset. And then you go on Twitter and you think people are upset. But really, nobody fucking cares about any of this shit. No, you know, no, people, right. people are worried about their families. They're worried about yeah, making their lives proper. Who's really walking around going, did you hear Dave Chappelle? What a monster. I know. For his jokes. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, uh, about as good as it gets. Sorry, One of the most but, brilliant people alive. Uh, no doubt about yeah. it. Very, very funny. He understands his audience, and apparently uh, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I don't really understand that. I, I don't understand, to tell you the truth. Well, look, I, I grew up, you know. My mother was an ardent Democrat. She loved it. But it was a different Democratic Party. Then. Yes. It wasn't, you know, all severe and all the rest of it. So, yeah, we had relatives that were Republicans, had Democrats. We all got together at the house for Christmas, and everything went great, and yeah. everybody was happy. It wasn't like it is now. Where every, I, I literally will ruin you if you don't agree with me. And, you know, I was talking to, like, uh, my main, like, girlfriend the, the other day. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Your main girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, she's, she, you know, it's like, if it were up to me... <laughs> If it were, 
I'm not trying to sound like a piece of shit. It's just like if it were if it were up to me, like I would just be dating her, but oh, okay. she wants it to go slower and like okay. et cetera. So she? she's 24, so she's an older woman, and uh, <laughs> a cougar, yeah, cougar. you know, wield her out of the. Cougar. Yeah, wield her out of the nursing home. So, you want to get dinner? Play Granny on the Clampets, so they Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, she, yeah. Be, it's Betty White. Um, <laughs> it's dating Betty White. But she told me she was like, I could never date a Trump supporter. She's like, that's my one thing. I could really? never date a Trump supporter. And just to fuck with her, I was like, Oh, I voted for Trump. And I was like, Ooh. and and because I wanted to see how she'd react. And she genuinely looked at me like she was about to break up with me. You know, like she was very upset. She's like, honestly, I don't think I can get past this. And I told her, I was like, well, listen, I didn't vote for him, you know, but at the same time, I don't look at people who did and go, you're a piece of shit or I shouldn't talk to you because that's just insane. Half the country voted for him. How can you immediately write off half of a country, you know? Makes no sense. And the other thing, too, is, like, I remember, like, I hung out with her friends, and I would, like, make a couple jokes. Like, her friends are gay. I have a bunch of gay friends. Like, I don't give a shit what anybody does. You can't be in this business and not have known gay people your whole life. Yeah, I mean... It's impossible. I had to suck three dicks just to get this weekend. (laughs) Steve? (laughs) Yeah. Leave Steve out of this shit. Leave Steve out of it. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Yeah, so it's like... Yeah. But... And her friends, like, literally, I remember I made a gay joke to one of them. And it was a harmless joke. Like, And the guy looked at me and went, are you a Nazi? Oh, Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I'm the first Jewish Nazi. What's? Yeah, you caught me. You caught me red-handed. But And I told her, I was like, you have to surround yourself. You shouldn't be surrounded by people who always agree with you. Right. And who just applaud you on the back for the same fucking opinion. You, you learn sh- nothing. Yeah, you should be around people. Like, I lo- I get hard when somebody's like, I disagree, you're an idiot, here's why, and they have reasons. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. You might teach me something. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, that the only times I, like, I didn't go to college. You know, I, gra- I graduated high school early. You know, I mean, they didn't have it back then, Tom, but the... Uh, <laughs> Well, I think Oxford was around like, 200 years ago. I never finished high school, actually. Yeah, I, I left early, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got that in common. Yeah, but so... Did you graduate? Yeah, I graduated and I left, and uh, I was immediately what? in New York. <laughs> what are you pointing me for? I got a diploma later on. <clears throat> I never picked I mine up. I got a GED. It's cool. I didn't either. Yeah. I never picked my diploma up. That's amazing. Did either. you have? Do you have dreams, or did you have dreams of like your high school calling you and telling you you have to go back? Oh yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, you, yeah. it's because you didn't get the diploma. That's why. I'll tell you another thing. When when the show, the KQ Morning Show, you were on this morning broke like thirty four years ago. Mm-hmm. They went around uh, because it just blew up. It didn't just, you know, build. It just, boom. It was just, I don't know why. I guess the town needed a new morning show or whatever. Yeah. So they went around and interviewed all the people from, like, guys I used to work with and women, I, you know, whatever. And they got to the principal of North High School where I went. Yeah. And they said, so what do you think of the success of Tom Bernard? And he said, never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? Yeah. He wouldn't admit that he knew who I was. I love that pettiness. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that here. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm a very petty up. guy, too. Oh, I don't think so. No, I'm like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not. I'm telling you, I dated a girl who, like, I live in New York, and she always, like, she was like, I think a nice night would be us going to the Empire State Building together and just looking out there. And, you know, as a guy, I'm like, I don't want to wait in the line for three hours and spend a hundred bucks to go to the Empire State Building. Nobody wants to do that. 
And then one day she didn't respond to my text message, so I just went by myself to the Empire <laughs> State Building. Petty. Yeah, I was that's like, that is yeah, it's bad. Love, I'm sorry, you're petty. <laughs> I know. I, I owed it. You know, I'm working on it. I wonder why it is that people like that whole thing. The reason I even ask you that is that the, the uh, Hancock Building in Chicago, because I, I used to, we lived at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue in New York, so I yeah. used to go to New York, Chicago, Los Angeles to do voiceover, and I was doing that for a long, like between... For seven years between my early radio career and this job, yeah, I was doing that. I was at the top of the Hancock building. There used, I don't know if there's still, there used to be a restaurant up there. Okay. And the server, the woman comes over, said, will there be anything else? And I, and I just, look, I'm a city guy. Right, right, right. So I said, no, I got to go. Just, why don't you just give me the check and I'll hit the bricks. She goes, what? And yeah. I said, I said, I'm just, I'm going to leave. She goes, that's not what you said. And I said, hey, what? Because I didn't even know I said it, right? Right. She said, a guy yesterday went up on top and said, I'm going to hit the bricks and jumped off the building. <laughs> like, well, I'm not going to jump off the building. Yeah. I'm here to. But the guy, by coincidence, had said the exact same thing. Wow. And it scared the piss out of her. It was wow. unbelievable. You should have done it just to mess with her. Just jumped to my death. <laughs> just be like, no, I'm not going to do it. That's yeah, great. Yeah. You wave at her Thanks as you. bringing him in, Steve. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know. We're on a roll, aren't we? <laughs> no, but that's like the way my brain thinks. Is like, know, I'd do it for the joke, you know? It was like. <laughs> that's why you're going to win. the last joke you ever tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Steve, guy, guy had a killer closer. Steve, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You ever met a guy younger than him that's as funny as he is? No. He's I the youngest either. youngest, the youngest comic I've had at the club in 10 months that I've been there. Yeah, but I mean, you're funny, too. And I don't, if you weren't, I'd say you suck. Yeah. I would just tell you. I right? would hope so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, but you are. You're very, very funny. Thanks, I, man. That's, that really means a lot. I appreciate but that. But it's natural. That's why you're so funny, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like There's two kinds of comedians that come up now, and uh, half of them, they've never said a funny thing out loud, and so they spend all day in their notebook, and they just write tweets, basically. Right, and right. then they go on stage, and they read them deadpan, and then like-minded, weak people sit in front of them and go, yeah, this is great. I applauded eight times at the comedy show. This is very nice. Andy's I, over there agreeing with you. Yeah, I did. Son. And it's like, uh, but real comedians, I think we have an avert. It's like you, you didn't finish high school. There's some kind of, uh, I don't want to listen right now. I Mm -hmm. don't want to be here. I don't want to be in a place where you tell me I have to be. I'm so defiant. I hate shitting even because it's like now I have to sit here for 40 minutes. That long? 40? It takes 10 to shit, 30 to wipe. You know, I'm, I'm very anal for lack of a better I word about it. I understand. It. I don't like wiping my own butt. I don't care. Well, for it. That's how well you're doing? You got somebody wiping your butt? Nah. The invention of the wet wipes for adults was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. No, I agree. I heard it's not good for you, though. That's not really good for the septic systems, but it's good for your ass. I mean, yeah. <laughs> is it not, why is it not good for you? Well, this gay guy Chemicals? was telling me. He, oh, he was well. like, it's not good for the... Oh, that's Yeah. Nice. Well, they're experts of the ass, you know? That's true. That's, they're like the uh, Harvard... Isn't that, well, that, isn't that, isn't that like is saying it? men are experts of the vagina? Like straight men? No. Uh, most women will disagree. Tread lightly there. Tread lightly there. <laughs> yeah. From what I hear, most men haven't heard of the clit yet, so it's like... Exactly. You know, there you go. Yeah. Just because you like something doesn't mean you know how it works. <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair oh enough. Yeah, you know, God, this could be the end of my career. <laughs> <laughs> you could just wrap it up. Yeah. You know, fifty of all forty-eight years, and it's over now. But you haven't said one thing that's mean or offensive <laughs> and upset, and yet, you know, he's letting his guests do it for him. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Listen, man. I don't. Want to laugh when you come on, say some really assholey things. <laughs> <laughs> 
Really? Yeah. I'm out here talking about people's health. I'm like, don't wipe your ass with that. It's bad for you. The, the experts told me, and now I'm fucking fired. This is, I'm looking out for you people, you know? You are. Yeah. You're just trying to help. That's all I'm doing. So, you're just trying to help. I, I understand that completely. So did you end up with this woman who said, I don't know if I can get past that? Um, yeah, so she... She's kind of your... Kind of your yeah, concern. she's the main squeeze, you know. And uh, but I, I, I told her I was joking, and then she like didn't believe me. But oh, I had to, I, I had to like sit her down and be like, listen, like you, this is a very dangerous way of thinking. I was like, yeah, you, you is. just, you can't think so one sided about things. Like there, you should hang around people who challenge your way of thinking. And mm -hmm. so like if people tell you they disagree with something, and then you have to defend it. That just made your opinions like smarter, especially right. if you do art too. It's like sometimes people aren't going to like the thing you make, and then you defend that choice. And by going through that process, the choice you made either gets stronger, or you decide I should just drop this and I should create something different. It's like, you know, it's it, people challenging you is actually really good for you, both emotionally. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, like I'm sure you you've dealt with it too, of people saying like you're this or you're that, and you know. Those things have nothing Laugh to do it with up you. Again, Steve. <laughs> no, I get blasted a lot, and I have for my whole career because yeah. Minnesotans, half of the people are very nice, and the other half are very passive aggressive. We talk about that once in a while. I can't stand passive aggressive. Oh God, it's terrible. Yeah. And I just not used to it because where I grew up, nobody was passive aggressive. Yeah. yeah, I grew up with 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 Catholics, blacks, and Jews. That's yeah. who I grew up with. Right? right. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, uh, speaking of black people, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Jesus Jesus walking in. Christ. He thinks it's locked. It's just stuck. Just. There we Man, go. What a shock! You're late. What's going on? CPT. Okay, well we got a nice balance now. We have a woman, a black guy, and a Jew. So everything is good. <laughs> Walk into a bar. We're covered. Yeah, it's the first time this group has been together. <laughs> Ever in the history of the world. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I just that whole deal. Well, I'll give you an example, and it's just how I like to do it because it, over the years, it's always it's not just I'm a racist, I'm, I'm a homophobe, or I'm sexist. Yeah. It's all three. Right, it's right. always all three. Yeah. The block on which I live, and this is a true story, there are, I think, six houses on the block on which I live, right? There's a woman, a single woman, yeah. a gay man, another gay man in the next house, right. another single woman, and a family from India. Yeah. So basically all the things that I am, I'm like the only straight white guy in my block, right. but all the things that I'm supposed to be, are on my block. Right, right, right. So why would I live there if I were racist, sexist, and homophobic? So you could keep an eye on the enemy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very smart. You, you <laughs> <me out>. Technically, <laughs> you are trying to move. So. That, your mom's trying to move. That's, that's true. <laughs> we got to take a break. Be right back. Let fur with us. He is at Rick Brown's House Comedy. Tonight, two shows. Friday, uh, two shows and a Sunday show at 7 o'clock as well. We're right back with Liv and the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. 
Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We are back. Oh, would you leave that up on, on your screen for a second? Could you yeah. show Lev that picture? This is what you can expect from having a little child. That's my granddaughter. Oh, she's adorable. Oh, isn't she? Yeah. So, she's on the Facebook trend thing. Yes. I'm X years old, and I'm going to Y high school. and or high school. High school? No, probably no. not high school. She's three it's years old, I'm pre-K. in high school now. It says fun. I am three years old. My favorite food is watermelon. I want to be an astronaut when I grow up first day of pre-K. I have never heard her say she wants to be an astronaut before. Well, with that age, it could change multiple times in a day. (laughs) Although she does have, she's the perfect size to be an astronaut. She is tiny. The smaller you are, the better, because those ships are a little cramped. Yeah. We heard her say something the other day was unbelievable, because she she pays attention, and then she will say whatever you say. Right. You know, at some point, not right after. Weeks later. She's just walking around saying the N-word. Yeah, no. she just run around. And just say, <laughs> <laughs> runs around and go black mofo, JB. <laughs> she does that, but I wasn't there. But apparently, they have two dogs at their house. My daughter, her husband. She's got two kids. Oh and she's yeah. Sitting on the couch, and the dog came over and started, you know, licking her face. Yeah. And so the dog wouldn't stop. Three-year-old girl. She goes, Jesus. <laughs> I wonder where she gets Jesus, that from. Yeah. I wonder where that comes. You from. know what's so funny about that is it's like seeing a three-year-old already being kind of fed up with it all. Yeah. 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 It's like I, I just want to come fun. back, kick my feet up, sip my juice after a long day, and this dog's all over me. It's I know. True. My seven-year-old. He always says, Yeah, when I was a kid. I'm like, You're still. Still a kid, you're only seven. seven he said seven that Jesus old. thing the other day too. Jesus. We were watching a movie and something Phenomenal. happened. Yeah. He goes, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It got a lot worse when I was a kid. I'll tell you that. There's no doubt about that. It got a little weird. We. Uh, oh, by the way, you're gonna have to. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna owe me when you get back from what is it? Crypticon? Is that what it's called? Oh, how am I gonna owe you now? Jesse Ventura. You know Jesse Ventura. Uh-huh. He's going to Crypticon. Yeah, he's going to appear at Crypticon. Because of Predator? Uh, well, yeah, well, probably. <laughs> That's the guy who looks bleed. like a pro wrestler? Right? He was a pro wrestler. Oh, okay, yeah, perfect. He actually was. He was yeah. the, the governor of Minnesota a while back, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he, he was. was. Yeah, yeah. About like 10 years ago. 98 he was elected? Uh, yeah, 98 to 2002. I, I, um, back when I was a kid. I used to lift weights with them. And I used to do a lot of weightlifting with professional athletes, yeah. you know, mostly football players and wrestlers. He and I were really good friends. The second he became governor, we were not friends anymore. Really? He just became an arrogant dick. Well, how many yeah. times have we endorsed, or you more specifically, endorsed someone the second they get into power? Don't ever so talk long. To me again. Yeah, it's true. But 
Uh, Jesse is appearing at Crypticon, which is a what? It's a, it's a convention of what? Like horror movies. Horror it's movie a horror convention. movie okay. convention. Yeah. Okay, so he apparently. Uh, I cannot tell you how many listeners sent me a picture of this. There's a sign that says. Have your picture taken with Jesse Ventura. Only fifty dollars. What? Wow. Like, what? Yeah. Although I would pay what? the fifty dollars if I can wear my Tom Bernard Show T-shirt. That's true. In I'll the picture. There's one thing I want in That's a politician. Hilarious. It's the ability to do a suplex. You know, yeah. I need, yeah. I need that wrestling experience. Well, very, very while important. he was while he was governor, he refereed a wrestling match. Million dollars. Where one of the uh, combatants was named Mr. Ass. Oh. Mr. Ass? Stole yes. my fucking name. Huh? <laughs> All right. Mr. Ass. Be seeing you in court, Mr. Ass. Mr. Ass, there is. Were yeah. they covered in mud or jello? No, this was two men. It's real wrestling. Hmm. Yeah, matter of fact, it was. Mr. Uh, Ass? It was Mr. Perfect, but he changed his name to Mr. Ass later on. Why Mr. Perfect? Yeah. Right. Blonde, yeah. curly hair back in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He changed it to Mr. Ass? Ass? Right. <laughs> I what? just love the fact because we we go we go meet at the gym You're and right. we go. What? <laughs> what? I found it. Yeah. Why would you? I thought you made that up. No. I didn't doubt it. I just wanted to know why he named himself Mister Ass. <laughs> no why, why didn't he make it Mister Perfect Ass? <laughs> yeah, see, because then you go back to the gay man thing. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, it was uh, Kurt Henning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Kurt's no longer with it. Well, he was one of the guys. So we go to the gym and we lift a lot of weights, right? Yeah. Everybody go, hey Tom, how you doing? I listen to the show in the morning. That guy had a great time, and blah blah blah. And then we go to the one event and be, you know, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? <laughs> that big a difference? Wow. Yeah, because people, I think, they believe that wrestlers actually talk like that. Right. <laughs> and Jesse kind of does. Jesse does kind of talk like that. Right. You know, he's doing an interview as the governor of Minnesota, and and somebody makes a comment about how he's dressed. And he goes, well, you have to understand something that's simply easier not to have underwear on. <laughs> what? Wow. I can just imagine him, like, forgetting where he's at at times. So oh, like, yeah. What are you going to do about taxes? I'm going to grab him by the neck. I'm going to put him through the table. Vote for me, damn it. And it's like, wrong, wrong thing, Jesse. Go back to the other thing. Oh, sorry. Low emissions. We're going to focus on that. You know, uh, he did some funny stuff though, because when he was first elected, he was on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah, and they said, "So, what do you think so far? What do you think so far, Jesse? You like it? Uh, like the job?" He goes, "I'm getting used to St. Paul because it's like the streets were designed by drunken Irishmen." <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, mm. they were, weren't they? Well, yes, they were. <laughs> you don't bring that up on a Tonight yeah. Show. <laughs> what streets weren't designed by drunk Irishmen? This is America. This is America. Have you been yeah. in St. Paul? <laughs> That's very true. Honest to God, it's like, here. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. Have fun with this, people. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Minneapolis is alphabetical and numerical. Yeah. Okay. St. Paul, definitely not. St. Paul is just kind of... So Minneapolis is like the Manhattan. St. Paul is like the Boston. Yeah. Exactly. It's rough. It's like yeah. streets where you're both taking a left and a right yep. turn at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are intersections where I'm like, which way I don't know which way is death and which way is where I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what's the difference at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Huh? One of these days, it's not going to matter. Well, didn't like the Irish community in St. Paul have Oh, they had up? a fit. They <laughs> did not think that? that was funny yeah. at all. Like, you just pissed off your We might have been drunk, but we're not all Irish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
That's hilarious. I don't think that's the argument necessarily. <laughs> there you go. He, he apologized. New York Times. Oh, did he apologize? February 26th, 1999. Well, she was elected in 1998, yeah. Yeah, it was November, so then so he took office in yep. January. Yep. 99. Yeah. And so he apologized in the New York Times? Well, he said that the David Letterman show, which is where he said it. Oh, I thought it was Jay Leno. I he said, well, whatever. He said that David then Letterman. They had to apologize for stupid shit. Like that. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. I'm sure if you found some scrolls from 2,000 years ago, yeah. I'm sorry for saying that, you know. Well, people well, now have to apologize for shit they said back then, too. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he probably had apologized more so because of his, his political affiliation. Well, he, well, yeah. Not because of his public persona. Well, he had yeah. no yeah. political, because he was independent. Was yeah, I don't even know oh. what any of his policies were. <coughs> Basically, well, he lined my pockets. <laughs> well, he shut off the... Well, that's uh, still given. Well, the state's still here. It could have been that bad. He, yeah, that's true. He shut off the meter ramps. The what? He had them all shut off. What's a meter ramp? Oh, you know, the things on the... The, bla- the flashing th- lights. lights. When traffic we only oh, have oh, 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 oh. nowhere else in the world. I'm totally behind that. Yeah, I don't... I don't rush hour. Nobody pays attention to him anyway. No. no. They go right through it. They do. He did get rid of the emissions test, which I yes, like. Yes, he got rid of that, too. Because in order for you to get your new tabs, you had to get your car it's tested like that for in a lot of states, though, especially on the East Coast. Yeah, we yeah. used to have that here. You have to go get your car we... tested for emissions? Yeah. yeah. They, 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 just they go put a the rod in your, in your exhaust pipe, yeah. and mm-hmm. then they run oh. a test on it. If you fail, you have to fix it and come back and get the inspection. I can just picture his platform. No more STD tests for your car. We're not putting anything in the pipes. You know what? We made it the way God wanted to. And by God, I mean the Japanese. Just drive it, okay? It's fine. It's pretty close. I like it. Yeah. It is pretty close. The exhaust pipe is designed out only. Nothing goes in. Yeah. Pretty much the deal. What? What Not that good. Not that good. Not that good. See, were you from Boston? Uh, Massachusetts originally, yeah. Yeah, I thought, but not Boston. Uh, Springfield, Mass. Oh, okay. Home of the uh, Springfield Armory, Basketball Hall of Fame shit. I understand. High crime rates and, you know, densely populated assholes. So, So like every other city in America. Pretty much. much. It's not as high as St. Louis, were they? There's, they officially have gotten worse than Chicago. That's, that's St. A, Louis has got more shootings that, than Chicago that is a now? Tough yeah. man. That's a tough award to win. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, that's a tough hill to well, climb and, right and there. And it's man. all young people that are being killed. I know it is. Of like course. 12, well, it's all, 9. Yeah, gang. What? Yeah. Really? It's gang recruitment. They don't know better. Yeah, exactly. Are they running out of Budweiser down there? I guess. I believe 95% of all gun deaths in America are handguns. Yeah. They well, yeah. About, you know, assault. I don't know why you need an assault rifle. And I'm, look, you got an assault rifle. It's your business, but I, I don't know why I need one. Yeah. Six handguns is enough. But what if fifteen deer are running at me? Well, that's <laughs> different. <laughs> and you can't hit one shot on a deer. Yeah. That's right. It's like, when are you ever going to need that? I don't know. Like, I think. I know. But it comes. Like, I think we should. Like, I grew up in North Carolina. We grew up shooting weapons. Like, you know, sure. we my, we all had handguns in the house. We had, you know, everybody was hunting and all that. But like me, I can never hunt. I could never kill an animal. I just don't no, break no, my heart. Me either. Yeah, but like I, I think if people want to do it, like you know, go ahead. And if the country ever, and it's like me being as restrictive as I am with guns, just being like, I think it, you should, it should be harder to get one. You should be able to get one, but you should have to be, you know, you should have to do a background check, do a mental health check, like yeah, be good. Yeah, just to make sure you know these weapons aren't falling into the wrong hands. But it's like. And I know I just lost my NRA sponsorship saying that, but... You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, it's just... 
What the fuck was the point I was going to make here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck? I was really worried about those NRA <laughs> millions. <laughs> oh, no. But, like, if, if things ever split up to the point where it was, like, gun people versus people who are oh, opposed God. to guns, oh, I'm going on the side with the guns, yeah. you know? <laughs> you don't want to be on the other side of that one. Yeah. That's how this country was formed. It was like, all right, we need some rifles yeah, right really. away. No, yeah. that's absolutely true. But we don't want to enforce the law, and that's the real problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, let me run this by everybody at this table. <clears throat> Do you think it's a good idea that knowing there are guys who are thinking maybe not that clearly out there with assault rifles, but let's just poke the bear and piss them off every day on the news? Yeah. Why would you push these people and push and push them? Because they're going to open fire on somebody. If you think, if you get them thinking they're, they're hopeless and helpless... They're going to destroy everybody and everything. Yeah, which is what they've started doing again. And also, we're such a big country, and that like you know we have something like 320 million people now. Mm -hmm. And no matter what, there's always going to be with that size. There's going to be 20 people a year who oh, decide yeah. to do the wrong thing of the weapon for the re for that reason. It's like True. those twenty. Like even if it's 20 people, you know, nowadays it feels like there's a, f a new fucking shooting happening every day. every day. We're becoming like desensitized to it. It's like you see another shooting, and it's just like, you know, I'm worried that it's going to get to a point where like the next time a kid shoots up a school, he's going to see another kid who planned to shoot the school up that day. Yeah. And he's like, Tom, yeah. you know, it was my day. You know. It's gonna be Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accident. But... You were looking right at me. Well, I mean, in all fairness, though, it's it's the white kids that are doing it. So, like, you know, Tom or Steve or Andy, yeah, are yeah. the yeah. most Andy obvious Tom. choices. You know, yeah. it's true. That's Not, it. It's all these like incel, like these white kids who feel like a lot of them grow up poor. They feel like nobody loves them. Yep. The, you know, a kid nobody makes wants fun to of play them. with me. Yeah. Well, the the oddest thing I ever experienced. I worked at a. Um, you would now call it a charter school, but back when I worked at it, it was called an area learning center. And we were talking about culture. And all the oh. white kids in the school said they had no culture. Yeah, they did. And, yeah. And, yeah, they and, did. We had, yeah. and there was me and two other black staff members trying to tell them and teach them, yes, you have a culture. Yeah, that's what but, they've been taught. But they've been taught that they don't have a culture. You know, you just said that I've heard of ALC my whole life for a lot since it it came into being. Mm -hmm. What does it stand for again? <laughs> Area Learning Center. Area Learning Center. Because but, in my neighborhood, if you were sent there, it was asshole last, last, last chance. chance. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Absolutely. But it was. That's hilarious. I never knew it. Knew, that's what yeah, it, stood it stood for. for Area Learning Center. Area yeah. Learning Center. See, I learn something every day. Steve. <laughs> what do you think? So there are some schools like that where I grew up too. Last Chance or you know the yeah. dropout prevention kind of programs yeah, right, or whatever. Right. It's the worst of the worst kids and you know, mm -hmm. the ones that just. Bring a knife or gum within the school every day. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. I, when I was in high school, we had to walk through Melody Typers just to get into the building sometimes. Yeah, I did. In you high know. school, did yeah. you? Know? I, I didn't, but they would wand you. And two yeah. years after I left, they started walking in with, in, through metal detectors. The last and, month of my junior year, there was, you know, cops out there, metal detectors, and and drug dogs, like it was just, it got to the yeah. point where there's so much. Did you guys have to wear ID was a, badges? Yes, and that was with a, your class a, schedule in the back. No, we just yeah. had our, our, <laughs> our class our schedule. Was... And this is a suburban high school that was, you know, 90% white. But now the high school is completely different. You know, the the crime has come across. No, uh, <laughs> the, the crime has come across the river from Springfield into the suburbs. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 is what's going to happen. You know, we. Um, 
they did ask me to come back just for homeroom the year that I was after I was supposed to graduate. They said, we'll, we'll give you a diploma. You just have to come for homeroom. All they wanted was the federal money. That's why they wanted me <laughs> yeah. to come back so they could get the money. So I said, OK, whatever. It may make my mom happy or something. But then yeah. I never did pick it up. I but, remember uh, like uh, when I was I already planned to move to New York and I was already doing stand up and I was like, I'm going to move to New York and just really hit comedy. And that I was graduating early. And I remember my counselor was like, you're coming back for graduation. Right. And I was like, what are you fucking kidding me? He's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing blow, blow in New York City. You know what I'm saying? I'm not coming back for this shit. I was like, I was like, what are you nuts? Fly back down to the suburbs for this? For what? It's like you keep the diploma, delete my records. I don't give a shit. And then she was like, I'm telling you, you're gonna really regret it if you don't come back because certain things in life need closure. And I remember just leaving, like being a fucking arrogant 18 year old. I was like, she doesn't know shit. You know? Oh yeah. And uh, all those years ago, four years ago. Yeah, four. <laughs> yeah, five, six years ago now. You know, I'm 12. And uh, but and but she's right. I still have those like stress dreams that yeah, they know. call me no, and they go, right. yep. "Hey, we messed up the paperwork. You got to come back and do senior year again." And it's yep. like for some reason, every time in this dream, I don't have the common sense to just be like, "Yeah, no." You know that I and yeah. I, the whole dream is me really doing it. And it's like you do need closure on certain things in life. That was a, a valuable lesson for me. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. Going into the break, I will tell you, Steve. You know who the hall uh, guard was at North High School the year I went back to get my diploma? I don't think I was even a wet dream at that point in time. <laughs> Guy named George Foreman, who later oh, became shit. heavyweight champion yeah. of the world. The hall guard. The hall guard. <laughs> wow. He didn't mess around with George. I will tell That's you amazing. That. That's crazy. Yeah, he was a hall guard. He was uh, dating a woman up here. Apparently, Gloria. I think her name was. Was her name Gloria? I, that I don't know. Well, you, but, you weren't. Yeah, but, you weren't up here yet. But I. Met a lot of people who knew George back then. Great guy. Yeah. Really nice. Well, unless you pissed him off, then he wasn't that great. Yeah. Guy, but I never pissed him off, so it worked. We'll be right back. More with love right up to this. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom. The Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home we have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences so this program is for all price ranges and conditions including perfectly maintained homes most homes do qualify to see if your home qualifies go to chrislandall.com and click get offer right now will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program find out now if you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. No, I had Wrong the wrong table. Hey, Kathy. I'll yeah. do it again. I'll get her I'll attention I'll just again. go. <laughs> I had the phone da, one da, in. Da, 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 it's one da. of those days. It's Friday. What, are you drunk? No, I'm just tired. <laughs> That's the plan? You're well, tired? this week, all the kids went back to school, so it's just trying to adjust to new schedules and... 
I promote Dave's appearance at, at Crypticon. I heard. Oh, you did hear that. Okay, You good. promote it with Jesse Ventura. With Jesse Ventura, that's right. That's right, I did. Sure, he appreciates it. Crypticon yeah. sounds like a place, two things. What, crutches? You either got the Crips there. The Crips are there. Crypticon would not be. I wouldn't be going to that Crypticon. I'm going to tell you that. It was people who hate Superman. Yeah, that's true, Krypton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's a horror convention, but it's huge, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty big. I mean, they have like uh, celebrities from yeah. um, like you. Y- yeah, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. People wouldn't walk across the street to come see me. No, uh, but people know who looking... you are, though. <laughs> Should we give people well, know looking... who you are, though? Yeah, they do. Of yeah, they. Um, no, voice. it's just like a ho- like uh, Doug Bradley who played Pinhead in Hellraiser. Okay, he's going to be there. Dave yeah, is going to do his yesterday. panel. He's nice. Yeah, really he's nice really guy. nice. I couldn't guy. name one event I would stay further away from than a, a horror convention. <laughs> convention. <laughs> I'd stay further away. Yeah, no chance. Well, when is that? I want to make sure I'm out of town. Just yeah. to- you know, I was thinking about that. It's probably in. Horror is probably not a big part of the Jewish life, is it? No, it's not at all. Every day's a horror. You know? <laughs> every day's a horror. We started today. Yeah. So, he- Heather, Heather Langenkamp <laughs> is going to be there. Who? Heather Langenkamp. Who's that? She's the one that played uh, the main chick in um, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then, like, Miko Hughes. Good. She's alive? Yeah. Miko, not that old. Do you know who Miko? Seventies, wasn't it? Do you know who Miko Hughes is? Miko Hughes. He's the little boy in the original Pet Cemetery. The one that got hit by the truck. Yes. Well, listen to you down there, Mr. Expert. On okay, the well that one came out in the mid eighties. I was alive for that. I <laughs> uh, see. You're you're a horror guy. You're in the no, no, I, Street, eighty four. So there you go. Oh wow. I All can't. Right. There's nothing I'd I'd never want to like. I when I'm watching a horror movie with a girl or something, I have my eyes closed hand covering my eyes and I wait for the scary sound to happen mm-hmm. and then I peek I, I can't yeah. stand it you know there's a cool down gauge. period before the next one yep yeah. he's like that and he doesn't like horror either I can't stand it. I, no matter what it is that I watch as soon as I leave the theater I'll be convinced that thing is in my house do you know how funny that would be if you got off your ass and made a great movie about a Jew in a horror house <laughs> well be, a Jewish horror movie would be very simple oh god it would be fun to watch alright here's the here's the idea a guy is behind on his taxes. <laughs> pretty fucking scary to me. What that's do you say? Pretty, that's it, terrifying. Yeah. It's oh like God, how great, like, a Jewish horror film. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that actually would be kind of cool. It like would. Uh, like almost like a get out, but for Jews, like Orthodox Jews or something. That was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Be, uh, I think it would be great. Goyesha Nachas. That'd be the name of it. <laughs> Gentile pleasures. What do you think? <laughs> well, it is. Horror is kind of a Gentile pleasure, don't you think? Yeah. Not a lot of Jews like horror films. No, it's also horror. A lot of white women love it. That's why, like every like, yeah. white women have this like obsession with either murder shows or like mm-hmm. Law and Order SVU. Yep. Just like the first serial killers. Yep. Yeah. Really? Yep. That's all that. they watch. I don't Catherine know why. Won't watch it. And what's funny is that yeah. they're always the first ones to get killed. <laughs> oh yeah, you think with yeah. all that studying they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they know how to identify the signs. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. I don't like I've, when I watch TV. I'm like, I either want to see great art or I want to see just something that's going to make me feel good or something I can enjoy and, or like learn from. So you don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, no, is that exactly right? Yeah. I've never turned it on before, but well, I yeah. you never have. You probably have never watched broadcast television, have you? Uh, it depends what it is. I still like. I'm kind of like a comedy nerd, so I still would love watching like late night and all that oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I can see that. you know, yeah. there's a, there's such an art to those kinds of things, and yeah. I, I think you know within my lifetime that's all going to go away. Everything's going to yeah, go to is. streaming, and you it know. is. 
You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's like I, I loved, even when I was like 10 or 11, I would go look up like old Johnny Carson clips and like. The best ever. Yeah. And, and watch I like. still do. Yeah. And Pryor and all yeah. them. It's just, it's incredible. Richard you know? Pryor changed my life forever. Yeah. I remember when I was, uh, God, I hate the fact I can't say the name of his albums, JB. <laughs> that Big N is crazy. Yeah. Remember oh. Yeah, I can't say the name of the you know bicentennial mm-hmm. big end. Oh, if you're quoting, Super doesn't it make it okay end. for a brief second? No, no. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 you cannot. But I think he, had, I think he had a bit on that album about uh, black horror movies. Yeah, he did. Where he's the like, Exorcist. Yeah, he's like, it'd be over so fast. He's like, you walk out the door, you hear hello, and he's like. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bitch, what's wrong with you? You say, big end walk in the room and go, what in the fuck is that funk? Is that? <laughs> that. That was the, so here's the great part, Lev. Yeah. So I, I buy the album. I'm a teenager or whatever. I don't know when the hell it came out. It was in, what, the, like 1970? I think like 71 or something. 71, yeah. yeah. It's probably about, well, so I was 19, okay? So I buy the album. I'm still living at my mother's house, and I start listening to the album because yeah. I didn't think she was home. After about the tenth fuck, she goes, "What are you listening to?" Yeah, like, there's not enough fucks. <laughs> yeah, I, get more fucks <laughs> yeah. in there. I can't even imagine my my mother saying that. Actually, yeah, I don't even know. She probably didn't even know what it meant. Yeah, well, it's like like we were talking briefly, but like some of the best pleasures in life are like really great conversation. Mm-hmm. Where people are connecting and yep. you really feel it, you know, it's thick. And then the other thing to me, the only thing I really give a shit about is that laugh. That like I remember, I'd be laying in bed just listening to a Richard Pryor album, and he would do a bit about kids, oh, about how kids lie, and it hits your ear in such a way, and it gives you so much pleasure that I would sit and rewind it over and over and over the same joke just to hear it, hear the formula of it, the rhythm, That's and it's smart. like. It just activates something in your brain. It's like every you feel warm. It's like everything's going to be okay when you hear really great comedy, you know. And that it's was like, very smart of you to do that because that's a great way to learn the whole business. Yeah, and the, and it wasn't even like intentional. It's just like mm-hmm. having such a love for something that you, it's just it just turns you on. You know, what better feeling is there than when something you really care about you're seeing it done at the highest level? It's like you know one of the greatest things for me back in those days when I went to North High School. There was a very very big guy, about 6'2", 240, black kid yeah. named Ralph. Yeah. And Ralph loved it when I when I would riff on other people. Right. And he always go, man, Tommy, that's funny, but don't ever do that to me. <laughs> I'm like, you got it. Yeah. He was a great guy. Yeah, I grew up with, like, my, my best friend growing up was black. I was, like, always, I, I always, I think I got along more with uh, black kids in high school and middle school because, like, we had that culture of, like, I'm, I'm foreign. My folks are Russian Jews, and it's, yeah. like, they, I was first generation. You know Trump? Yeah, yeah, personally, yeah. Russian I'm guy. Russian yeah. Jew. Are you really? Yeah. Do you speak it? No, I just found out, like, less than a year ago that I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does yeah. that count? No, not I didn't at all. Think so. Yeah. <laughs> my grandfather, my Sorry, grandfather Cassie. was a philanderer, apparently. He was a philanderer? And, and he just liked Uh-oh. to knock up women and take off, so. Yeah. Uh-oh. An American hero, as we call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's uh, nice. But no, it's like with all, like the thing was when I would hang out, out with my black friends, I loved that, like, you walk into the circle and now it's let's tear apart your outfit. Right. And right. how can we hurt you, mm-hmm. like, with jokes? And it's like, that's how my family was growing up. It's like yep. the only time you got, like, attention was when you made people laugh. And usually the way you did that was by saying some dirty shit yeah, at the dinner absolutely. table or there's fun. Like, if, if, if I don't like you, You'll know because I'm not making fun of you. Yes. 
I tell people that all. If I'm nice to you, it means I don't like you. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That, that is true. That's professional courtesy. That's all it is. And yeah, it's like, yeah. but if I like you, I'm gonna lay into you. I'm gonna make fun of you. It's and the true. hope is that you fire back. You yep. know, like, yep. like you say something back. It's it, people hitting me with a great joke makes me feel really good. I agree. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, some, some of the people, great things. A lot of people can't tell the difference between that and bullying. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's not even close. Because and people are generally vaginas nowadays. <laughs> no. Well, well, you are what you eat. But the uh, <laughs> bullying Touché. is effective. You guys set that up in the car. Yeah, we started a duo. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> where uh, like bullying is effective. Like everybody's trying to get it outlawed and everything, but like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I saw firsthand the effects of bullying. You tell a kid that he smells like shit, the next day he shows up with deodorant. Yeah, you know, that's good. You just you made him a better person. I agree. Well, like so many things, people conflate. You know, like doing that kind of thing with you know trying to kill the kid behind the school because yeah. you're yeah. a sociopath. It's like yep. they're very different things. But yeah. yeah nuance is not the strong suit of most people. Well, the playing the dozens or Jones and was a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. And it made you tough. Yeah. You know, toughen you up. Are you gonna do the? Are you gonna do the poem? Would you want to play the dozens while the dozens is a game? That one. That's a poem. Never heard. Never heard of that before. You never heard it? Mm -mm. I'll clean it up for you. Because the way I always started in my neighborhood was, you want to play the dozens, well, the dozens is a game, but the way I do your mother is a goddamn shame. <laughs> never heard that. You never heard that? But no, the only that's my Angelo. Yeah, that's my <laughs> We, the people of the United States. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 she had one of the most amazing voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, what a voice. You know. You know what? There's there's something you'd probably really enjoy. There's If you go on YouTube, there's like this hidden like 45-minute Dave Chappelle and Maya Angelou. Really? Just mm. talking back and forth. Oh, and see, that's got to be phenomenal. It's amazing. There's one moment in there that really, like, I remember, because I'm the kind of person where I'm going to sleep. I always play something, like, in the background. Yeah. It, yeah. you know, it helps me relax. And I was playing that. It was one of those things. I was like, I can't fall asleep. I have to keep listening to yeah. this. And you shoot up in bed. And, like, he said to her, like, as, as, as a person, like, what do you do to not be angry with what happens in the world? The little things. How do you not take them personally? How do you not be an angry person? And then Maya Angelou's like 90, and she says to him, she's like, oh, you, you have to stay angry. She's like, you need that. You yeah. need to yep. be angry because then you care. And I remember hearing that and being like, oh, maybe some of the negative feelings you have in your life are there for a reason. And you should have them, and you should use them as fuel and use it to care about something. You know, I think it's terrific. You know, the yeah. one thing about Chappelle that he did kind of ruin it for everybody else because nobody is ever, ever going to top the blind white supremacist. Oh, yeah. That but, is the greatest bit of all time, and I don't think it, I, I don't know <laughs> if it can be top. Well, and the thing is, too, could you imagine them doing that on TV now? No. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's no chance. You know? No, which is too bad because do you know how many white people he brought into black humor yeah. because he did that? So yep. we all kind of understood, you know, I kind of grew up with it, whatever. But you know how many people understood, well, this, okay, so yeah, well, this is funny to all of us. Right. We have at least, if that's the jump off point, we, we have that in common, yeah. that can only be a good thing. Well, there's yeah. few artists that cross over to both in yeah. comedy, to both audiences. Because like, yep. like a lot of my black for comic friends, like they come up in a different circuit. Yeah. They come yeah, up, they do. it's different, like they're, they, they'll get paid much earlier. 
because most like black shows you do like they'll immediately you'll get cash for doing it uh-huh. most white shows you do coming up your first five years it's like not a dot it's free shows free it's all show, bullshit yeah, yeah. but like they'll get they'll actually they'll make a living faster but usually there's not like uh industry and representation all that around looking and it's like some of these guys, like, yeah, his name might be, like, Smokey Johnson, and it's, like, his stage name, but he will kill on stage, like, murder. Like, he'll play a room of 300 people. People are falling out of their chairs. That's how good he is. But nobody's going to, like, he's not going to cross over. Nobody's going to see him because, like, the agents aren't in yeah. that room going, yeah. we can make money here. You know, now they go to Brooklyn, and they're like, let's find the, the closest hipster yeah. who has zero stage presence, can't play a club room. Let's see if we can push him in at some TV shows, the nerdy guy's friend. It's like, that's it now. Now it's like. Yeah. And well, they, they care about making money overall. Yeah. And the way you do that is by going to the biggest audience possible. Yeah. So, you know, it's like some guys crossed over, like Chappelle did it, Pryor did it, Cosby, you know, uh, and you know, let's say his name anymore. Yeah, there's like a few people. You don't say whose name anymore. Cosby. Cosby, yeah. You know, I met him like one week before it was it was revealed that he was doing that. Did you really? Yeah, my my wife, our my uh, our daughter. Andy wasn't there. I don't know why he didn't come, but I don't remember. Went backstage and mysteriously he, sleeping for some reason. Yeah, it's hard to believe. No. <laughs> but I, I, it was such an honor to meet him because I just thought, I mean, from yeah. why is there air? Which is God. What was I nine maybe when that album came out? Right. But I just adored him. And then a week later, so I got a picture with him and the whole deal, and it was just a really cool thing. And then a week later, it's like, yeah, hey, yeah, take the picture down now. Guy rapes women. So yeah. I'm gonna, it was really, it broke my heart. It yeah. really did. I mean, he was such a, you know, he had the albums in the 70s and stuff like that. And then he, you know, the, the led the, the, the gateway for African Americans to be on TV with the Cosby show in the 80s. And yeah, even I he spy just, before that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. He just, yeah. he was such a, a, a revolutionary kind of person in a lot of aspects. And then, Don't forget Leonard Part 6. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. I don't know what that is. I mean, I remember the day. No one knows what that is. <laughs> the worst movie ever made. Oh, yeah. Leonard Part Six. Yeah, probably. Was. Bill Cosby is a guess. Was there a Part Five? No, 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 that was just the title. And I don't know. No. What do you guys think of that whole like? Because the thing is, Cosby, like, obviously an awful human being. You know, yeah, and even right. even outside of that, there's like, and you know, committed terrible crimes. But you, I talked to people who like came up and like were kind of worked around him, and all the stories like this guy was an insane egomaniac. Like, oh yeah, real. Huge you have to be. To yeah, sick control big. person, and yep. like. But how do you do? You ever separate the art from the person? Because like he still has some of the greatest comedy albums mm-hmm. ever made. He does, absolutely. and it's like, yeah. And I mean, how many people who are that big aren't monsters to some degree? Yeah, I suppose that's it's true. A surprisingly small percentage. Well, so let's, it's let's, like, what do you just like stop consuming every media? Or let, let's flip it to you, uh, Michael Jackson, for example. Yeah, you know, the king yeah. of pop, and then yeah, yep. all those allegations when he was alive. And now that he's dead, he got more allegations yeah. coming out. Do people consider him a monster completely? How much of his fan base has he actually lost? Yeah, and he has the candiest voice for a monster I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, well, how you doing? Well, I just broke into your house. There's a great story about him. Like I think when I looked at Michael Jackson, I was always like. Uh, First of all, he scared the living shit out of me as a kid. Like, because the earliest Michael I saw was like post eight nose job uh, Michael. Oh, like Space Jam yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. I was terrified he was under my bed as a kid. I was. 
and I probably was. And I didn't even hear the rumors. I just saw the look on that guy's face, and I, I had vivid nightmares about that guy. Yeah. Well, he I'm had telling a you, messed up the face. transition with Michael was God, the most was bizarre thing to watch. <laughs> yeah. That was one yeah. of my favorite lines in Hot Tub Time Machine, where they travel back to the 80s, and they're like, what year is it? And, and she's like, kind of look confused and he goes well, what color is Michael Jackson yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what I tell if they were in the 80s or 90s <laughs> yeah and it's like but you look at that guy and I remember thinking like instinctually I was like oh this is not a person that's like us this no. is like a very right. like I watched a video of him climbing a tree in, in like an Oprah like uh, piece she was doing I was like no adult is climbing trees alright mm-hmm. we got bad knees <laughs> It, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> and then, sure enough, I heard this like story. I think it was Madonna was at his house, and she stripped down naked and got into his bed. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, and then to like surprise him, and there was somebody else in the room too, like another guy friend. And Michael Jackson walked into the doorway, and he saw her, and apparently he like threw his hands up, screamed, and ran and ran off. And it's mm. like, what that is, when I think of that, it's like, that's a person who got permanently stunted as a five-year-old. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that's it. And yep. they never well, made it a I day mean, there's past no, that. There's no hiding the history of terrible things happening when they were growing up. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he totally, I mean, it's known that he had a messed up childhood. Yeah. 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 And it's like. And we don't even, yeah. obviously, we're, we don't know all of it, so. Yeah. What we do know is not even the worst of it, most likely. I'm not sure how I'd respond if Madonna was laying naked in my bed. Ugh. I thought, what happened to your pointy breasts? <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the, the early 90s. Yeah, well, yeah. that's really an attractive woman. Well, I mean, she got around, too, though. She did get she around. She sure yeah. did. Yeah, I saw her recently. I was at a friend of mine, host at the Comedy Cellar, and he was like, uh, come through. It was like two years ago. And uh, I was like, why? Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to watch a fucking comedy show. And he's like, just come, I promise. And I show up, and this is like, you know, everybody was at the top of their game two years, like big comedy hype period. And the lineup is uh, Aziz Ansari goes up and opens it, and then he brings up, that's how the show starts, mm-hmm. he brings up John Stewart. John Stewart brings, wow. yeah, John Stewart brings up uh, Louis C.K. And meanwhile, like me and the comics are standing in a, the stairwell looking at the show. It's like the thing is two feet wide. We're all shoulder to shoulder. Right. Louis C.K. goes up. He brings up Amy Schumer. And then now it's me, Louis, and like three other comics just standing in the stairwell. And then Schumer goes, guys, I have another special guest for you. And the audience literally responds is like they go, fuck you. Because they're like <laughs> they, they think she's bullshitting. Right. And she goes, guys, give it up for Madonna. And literally three guys in suits, like bald, like oh, handsome God. gay guys, like cut suits start walking down the stairs. And they're her handlers. Like one's holding her right, bag. Right. The other one injects the Botox. Like she's got her whole, <laughs> her whole crew. And, and literally they're like brushing against you. And Madonna is walking down. And she's like, br- and when you see her, you realize like, oh, I am seeing a pop star. Yeah. Because yeah, she comes down, yeah. she's got this huge gold belt and like every letter of her. Her name is on it, and like you can tell but her. Not fi- in order. Yeah, it's dyslexic now. It's M- all M- Alzheimer-y. Oh. Yeah, and you can tell you're like, oh, I'm seeing a fucking pop star. Like she's right. down to the walk, the way she comes down the stairs. Everything has to be camera ready, yep. and then she goes on stage and like, uh, I I swear, I even looked at Louie, and he kind of had this look of like, this is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that guy didn't tell a joke, did she? She was like riffing with Schumer back and forth. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, and it was, she didn't try to tell a joke though. Yeah, I mean she she didn't have comedy stage presence. No, thank God. But like, <laughs> can you imagine how pissed you'd be if like, oh, she's the biggest pop star ever, and also she's got a killer ten? Like that'd be <laughs> infuriating. Go. 
Yeah. Well, this hour shot by usually when Steve comes in, it drags like a son of a bitch. <laughs> what an asshole. Well, we, <laughs> we were smart enough to turn his mic off, you know. That, it was... Well, this is great, man. I see, this is one of the, the things about this job. I've been doing that morning show for 34 years now. And when I meet new people that are very, very funny, it's a great part of that job. Oh, thank you. Really Thanks. great having you in. See, on the, on the other side of it, too, it's like I love meeting veterans who really have this art form down. It's like, to me, that's it's so just who awesome. I, am. I just bullshitted my way through it. Just, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, this no, was a real I pleasure. I really enjoyed it. It was our pleasure, believe me. Thank yeah. you very much. Tonight, tomorrow, tonight, two shows. Tomorrow, night, two shows. A Sunday show at seven o'clock as well. Steve, who loves you more than me? Oh, big guy. <laughs> that big guy. <laughs> if you want to hug it out, we can hug it out. <laughs> we can hug it out. <laughs> if, if you don't mind, also feel free to follow my social media. Yeah, absolutely. Instagram, L E V F E R. I'm mostly on there if you're on there. And I have a podcast called Young Daddy, Y U N G Daddy. It's very honest opinions on shit. So if you're into that, let me know. But I like it. Yeah. Thanks again, Tom. Come back soon, man. Come back very soon. Thank you, brother. We'll be back with the family. <laughs>